HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Okay. Yay! Yay! Life's a banquet. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, the podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable with your host, Zara Tangora and... Breton Scott. Hooray! Hooray. Uh, folks, just so you know, give us some some leeway here. This is our very first live episode, right? Live. Coming to you from the wires of the Associated Press. Yeah, so there will be no censorship if I say the word beep or beep. <laughs> I've been watching the new season of Broad City, and they don't say Trump. Like, every time they say Trump's name, they bleep it out like it's a curse word. <laughs> They're like, it's really funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have a live musical instrument here. We have a live uh, xylophone player. Hey, hey welcome Bur- to the show. Bert Bacharach is here. Wow, Amazing. Thank Happy Thanksgiving to thank us, hey. Lord. Thank you, Bert. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, is so, Bert Bacharach alive? Yeah. As uh, we always do, uh, thank you, listeners, for supporting us in our number, our double two digits. That is says. That is do, deuce. Do, Double two, deuce. Double deuces. And just for that, we're going to crack a beer. Zara. All right. Garzar has a classic, and I have a. Oh, I have a can. Oh. I just. Cheers. Oh, wait, clink. Made a clink, really. Oh, ah. ow. Ooh. That hurt my Those head. are heads. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Mm. That's always. Okay, if anybody knows what that sound is, I'm sure you do. The pretentious wine. Like the waiter at the, the restaurant that's like, oh, can I try that wine? They go. <laughs> and that means you know what the fuck you're talking about. You're like about. aerating it in your yeah. mouth. Aerating in your mouth, which actually does work. That's what she you said. You can take the... <laughs> you, don't, you do not want to aerate that. You do not want to do that with a glass of bourbon. Dude, that would be the funniest thing if you're like, you know, hooking up with a dude and whatever happens, happens. And then you do the wine slurping thing. <laughs> After, yeah. Either it lasts forever or it ends that second. You will only find out. Okay, uh, so as we start off, episode 22, thank you listeners for supporting us and all of your, uh, I was able to buy a yacht with this podcast, mm-hmm. Zara, but how was your... Um, well, what I've been doing with all the money that I have is getting um, hangover blood transfusions for mm. millennials, like we've talked about before. They come right to your house with a fresh millennial. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. That was, I, st- I saw that when I got yeah. here this morning. Chancellor. Um, she's 22. She's from, uh, Montana and she came over and gave me all her blood. It only oh. cost me $3,000, but my hangover went away immediately. That's so funny. Yeah. Zoe was really sweet yesterday when yeah. I had that awful, uh, bourbon hangover. Yeah. All, it's yeah. great. It's amazing. It's like being an, a non-vampire yeah. version of a vampire. I'm very into it. 
So do tell, do tell, was we always talk about what, how was your week and well, how was your week in I really missed you. We, we haven't seen each other in like two weeks because mm-hmm. you were on a trip. So maybe you should say how your week was while I try to think about boring shit that happened to me. Yes. I was working. I was cooking. I worked for a very uh, well-known uh, catalog company uh, uh, doing food styling. Um, Delia's? <laughs> yes. Delia's. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Becked Off Goodman? Yes. Uh, it's not Burger of Goodman. Uh, anyway, I worked. Hot topic. With, yeah, I work. Sorry. <laughs> I am working as an assistant with a fabulous woman, and we cooked a lot. We uh, made some spring items, so it's kind of funny because oh, it's your head. It's just about to be Thanksgiving, but we're cooking obviously for the spring, right? So you know, ham and and brunches and mm, ham and brunches. So it's kind of fun. It's just Ham-filled funny because brunches. Here I'm like, oh, I should be practicing my Thanksgiving cooking, mm-hmm. and, uh, but no, we are. Here in the food styling world, we are ahead of the game. And if you want to know about spring cooking, you can call me okay, or cool. email us at lifesabanquetshow at gmail.com, which is a true email address. It's a real email address. Thank you for sending us your messages. Yes. We are responding ferociously and uh, vivaciously as well. Yes. At, at, right now, I'm responding. I'm just picturing you making spring things and like diving headfirst into like a pool full of like fiddleheads. Uh, and yeah. ramps well we c- <laughs> you're wearing like a ramp bikini when you come out we had <laughs> hello ladies we had men to, we obviously had trouble finding certain <laughs> items yeah uh but as you know america would have it you can definitely get asparagus all year round uh but i we cooked a lot it was very it was long long days that's awesome what'd you make lots of cooking some ham okay. uh spinach eggs florentine ooh. we made uh cookies ooh easter cookies and um all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, fabulous. And it was it was very fun. It was great. Chicago's a great town. I've never been. Uh, it was wonderful. I used to live there, so it was kind of fun to go back as a work. I felt like, oh my God, look at I made it, girl. I'm Did gonna- they have like a welcoming parade? Breton's back. Yeah. Breton's back. Nobody Breton's said, back. Nobody said a damn word. <laughs> uh, but I did go visit a couple of my favorite places. Uh, I went to this. There's this very fun restaurant called Twin Anchors. Okay. Which is very old school. Apparently, it was like a mob-related kind of thing. And Ooh. super mid-century modern. Or mid, mid-century modern. Mid, mid-century mob. Mid-modern. Mid-mod. It was mid-mod. And my only, I used to go there a long time ago. I used to live in a neighborhood called Old Town okay. in Chicago. Which is right by the Gold Coast. <laughs> That's where I used to live. And <laughs> the last time I was there, I went with this guy who was a wrestler and he was a straight guy, and we did a lot of cocaine that night. Whoa. And that was, the, and then ended up at with his dog. Like we went to Twin Anchors, had probably like eighteen pints of beer <laughs> with a with some cocaine. Did some cocaine, and I shouldn't be telling the story, but well, and then yeah. and we woke up the next morning in bed together. Okay, and naked. It, was it the Rock? Uh, no, but his and his dog was there. But we were like, "Whoa, what happened?" But he was a straight guy, and we're like, yeah. "Nothing. We just decided to take our clothes off." I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I walked in. It was kind of fun. I met the owner. She said that her parents bought the place in 1977 or 78. They've run it since. But it, apparently it's been operating as a restaurant since 1909. And I oh. love Chicago has great old fun classic bars like stuff that doesn't yeah. kind of like Keen's kind of steakhouse right. stuff but they have a lot of them I'm a that's what I hear that there's a lot of nostalgia and, the, and a lot of ghosts do you see any ghosts or ghouls while you're there uh I did not goblins I but I did hear of uh my coworker talked about she stayed in a hotel last time and she they had to leave because one of the guys the photographer said he saw a ghost and he's <gasps> never felt he said he is superstitious or not superstitious Ooh. and heard something and had to 
just leave. He said he got the worst feeling. Dude, I was talking to my friend Kira and friend of the show, Kira Bill. I am. Uh, our most loyal listener and fan. And she was telling me last Thank night you, that Kira. she had some crazy ghost stories. And when she was telling me the hairs on the back of my neck, like stood straight oh, they up. They are getting kind of long. It was uh, the long, <laughs> the long Hold on, I gotta hair. get clippers. <laughs> As somebody, the moral of the story is I need to shave my neck. So. I mean, I don't know how. Get a barber uh, Zara, here. so we're all here in the podcast together <laughs> to tell you it's okay. We still will love you the same. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, but lots of food. There's this really other fun restaurant that was kind of a gay bar, but kind of wasn't. It was mm-hmm. a pizza place in the middle of the bar. It had like one of those very fun 40s bars, kind of like half round. With oh, a like a horseshoe. With a, a fountain and a statue of David behind <gasps> the bar. A really tall statue and like a good, wow, like a 10-foot statue. Very old Italian-American, right? Yeah, and they I have, love like, it. Wonderful thin crust, super cheesy Chicago pizza. Uh, Wait, I thought Chicago pizza was deep dish. They have deep dish. They have the, the you know, the, what's it called? You know, kind of like the pizza. Like a tombstone meat. pizza. No, they have like the big <laughs> stuffed kind of yeah. like pan pizza. But then they also do have a very thin crust pizza really? yeah but it is covered in cheese even Ugh. more than wisconsin pizza wow. um, i highly recommend i went to a restaurant called au cheval which is very popular I've heard that's very good it's very masculine it was a little loud for my grandma ears uh <laughs> but i did have a nice little time at the bar wonderful oh. burger i mean go lo and behold the burger is good but it yeah. was uh they served mornay sauce with their fries which i thought uh, was wonderful yeah well i had to ask can for you tell extra. our uh Listeners who don't know what that is, what it's is... like a cheesy bechamel, mm. cheesy bechamel. So you take, yeah. you know, it's like a bechamel. You take yeah, some you flour and butter and, and mix cheese. It wasn't as flavorful and cheesy as I want, Ocheval. If you're listening, ooh, you are blessed, <laughs> Ocheval. What is uh, that? The horse, Ocheval. And we went to another okay. restaurant, which I was not a fan of, and I won't name the names because there's no I'd point of it doing it. But they did have a. When I got to the restaurant, they had on their menu burger with Sheboygan hard roll. For those of you that are just tuning in, I am from Sheboygan, and it's a very, it's kind of like a semel roll or a hard roll, but mm-hmm. to call it a Sheboygan hard would you roll. Call, is, would you call it a Kaiser roll, kind of? Kaiser roll. It's kind of like a Kaiser roll. Okay. That's anyway. You, that's what us Jews The chef was it. not from Sheboygan. I was kind of disappointed, but, uh, and that was an okay meal uh, with kind of strange service, but it's okay. We had, it was a story. Yeah. And so that's that. Cook, that I was, like a I'm great exhausted. Trip. Like cooking. You, you look know, great. I look great, but uh, I do look great. It's true. You can't tell. You look modest, you too, can... as usual. <laughs> what I meant is I did a mask oh, yesterday. really? Of like green clay and Kowloon white clay mask. Can I be completely honest with you? Yeah. You can really tell. Really? Yes, every your skin's time, glowing. Every time I fantastic. do this. Listen, get yourself some, some green clay, French green clay. Mm-hmm. Has to be French. <laughs> Has to be French. Of course. Just like in a wonderful, like, man. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. So tell me what happened with you. Well, Brett, a lot has been happening yeah. with me. Um, but probably my most, you know, interesting story hap- occurred earlier today. And so I'm walking down the street. I knew it. That's my impression of me walking. There's like a soundtrack. I'm so cute when I walk down the street. And in reality, it's like. It's like. Someone asked me, uh, Mary asked me recently, this is a sidebar, but like uh, the question of who would you want to play you in a movie versus who you think actually would play you in a movie. Mm-hmm. And my answer was I would want Greta Gerwig to play me in a movie, but I would think that uh, Jennifer Lawrence would. And Mary's like, no, one of them is supposed to be bad. So I was like, okay, I would want Greta Gerwig to play me in a movie, but I think that Andrew Dice Clay would play me in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I about really, you? Yeah, I want uh, Ben Stiller to play me, but 
Danny DeVito actually plays me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> eh, whatever. What are you going to do? Well, this all ties into my story, actually. So I'm walking down the street, pew, 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 and I get a panicked heart attack because I'm like, oh, God, I see my ex-boyfriend walking down the street. And I'm in Cobble Hill, and we both, he lives in Cobble Hill. I live in Carroll Gardens, so at some point, this might happen. It's a very close neighborhood. And I was fine with it, but I... I was I was fine with it. Like I have no feelings left, but I was you know I don't like awkward bump ins. Mm-hmm. And he's with a woman, and so I was like, okay, this is going to be very awkward. And what I do when I think I see someone that I don't want to see and I can't hide behind anything is I start walking Run like a cartoon. Sprinting. No, I start walking like a co- a cartoon villain, and I start creep walking on my tiptoes because I slowly because I think that'll Cause make you think so that's someone doesn't less see obvious. me. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I should definitely, also mention here definitely watch too many cartoons. <laughs> yes, I think I also need to mention here that I should be wearing glasses all the time, and I don't. So uh, I see my that. ex boyfriend yeah. walking Contact. down the street with what has to be his new girlfriend or wife, and uh, as the person approaches, his new countess, I'm creeping like a complete freak. And I go to be like, do a weird thing to be like, hey. And I look into this person's face and it is not my ex-boyfriend. It is America's sweetheart, Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Which, coincidentally, is my ex-boyfriend's celebrity male crush. <laughs> Paul Rudd. So I make this face at Paul Rudd and he makes a face at me like I smelled like a pile of poo. Mm-hmm. Like he made the most stank face at me. And I was so upset because everybody loves Paul Rudd. And all I wanted was like a hug or a high five. And instead, I was completely ashamed. It's when you have your Larry David moment. Like, no, 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 Paul. Yeah. The thing is, I thought you were my ex, but you weren't. And he's like, get out. You're he's crazy. Like, get out of my face, woman. Next, next thing you know, you're at court with a restraining order. <laughs> like, no, Paul. Paul, let me tell you something. <laughs> Paul, you don't understand my social awkwardness. Please just give me another chance. So yeah, anyway, I offended Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul, if you're listening, please uh, email life's a banquet show <laughs> Paul, at gmail.com. I would really like to hash this out with you and settle the score with a duel. Ah, a duel. Well, let's see. That's the only thing that's happened to me other than I've been inside for the past 14 days just staring at the wall. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking about our upcoming holiday because if you're listening to this now, it's probably today or tomorrow. Yeah. And probably tomorrow. Or maybe mm-hmm. tonight, which today is some day in November, right before Thanksgiving. Today's Thanksgiving Monday. So listen, people are starting to... I had I flew back from the airport, right? You I was, flew back from the airport I to your house? From, <laughs> on <laughs> your wings or I in a helicopter? I stayed in the airport. No, I stayed <laughs> at a friend's house. And I fly standby because mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. And um, through Delta, there was this big snowstorm. The first one of before Thanksgiving in a long time that we've had that some snow. I did not get to see it, but it canceled all the Delta flights. So I was kind of stuck for a day. You were stranded. Which was good because I ended up going to two more restaurants. So I made the best of it. There was no problem. I was actually kind of happy to stay. Yeah. Uh, but the next day flying back, it was there was another delay. I had all availability, got my flight, and I had to fly into White Plains, which is in Westchester County. Mm. And for those of you that don't live in New York or the it's East beautiful Coast. there. Or just perhaps if I say the word Westchester, mm. lots of images come to mind. Yes. Lots of brash brash voices and cranky cranky women. Women. Cranky women. Yeah. That's kind of like and I don't want to say that, but I'm gonna say Yeah. It. Lots of like bed bath and beyond is a, something that just pops into my mind yes. i don't know so i don't want to say anything bad but anyway there tends to be a bit of snobbery about westchester yeah a lot of like i'm first like i would see your waiting before you i say pu to westchester to i don't be like completely it. honest it is very beautiful if you're from there please tune out so just i get kidding. on the flight and this woman is like trying to go like right away and i was flying business class as usual and i go into the, you know it says <laughs> 
all premium customers come, you know, go forward. <laughs> Hello, I raised my hand. <laughs> Hello, I'm premium, of course. I'm pre- P-R-E-M. Hello, it's <laughs> in my it's in my bloodline. There's a story behind that, but I cannot say that. Anyway, uh, if only you knew the truth, listeners. So anyway, so I got in, and this woman's like, I need to get in first. I was like, okay, I, I guess if you're that. In my, I just wanted to get a drink and, like, settle in. I don't even understand people who want. Why would you want to be in the airplane for more time? I want to be last. I don't know. It wasn't a full flight, so I think a lot of people want to put their luggage. Oh. But it's okay because they're going to. it's all going to be okay. Can Everybody, we, since uh, you're listening to this and we're all going to be traveling, it's really stressful. The one thing that I learned from flying standby a lot is just relax. It's going Absolutely. to be even like this last time I could have been very stressed out. I missed a lot of flights. I did my best and I said, you know what? Luckily, I don't have anywhere to be for work. I get it when you have to be somewhere for the holidays because it's yeah, but chances are you're going to get there. Yeah. And the one th- lesson I want to tell even myself is Please. Like, if you don't get somewhere, just enjoy it because there's an, it's out of your control mm-hmm. and flights and airports don't. This is about safety and about... Absolutely. Right? Like, you can't control it. There's a lot of people that are trying to fly at the same time. Yeah. I never... Grab a cocktail. I never... Smoke you know, some weed. I definitely lose my temper and get frustrated in other times in my life, primarily when I'm in the kitchen of a professional restaurant <laughs> and <laughs> really no other times. Yeah. But I never get stressed at the airport. Just like, what are you going to do? You're Me just neither. part of like... What, like you losing your shit is like not going to make anything any better. You have to just relax. You have to relax. It's that I always said it's like the Chinese finger, the yes, Chinese the finger trap. You pull, the the hard, harder you pull, the more two penises get stuck in the finger trap at one time. Classic. Classic. That's what, I, that's I what know, my grandmother right? always said. <laughs> well, your grandmother was a very wise <laughs> and experienced woman. <laughs> she was a finger, professional finger trapper. How the hell did she get her penis in there? Okay. <laughs> okay. So what happened on the plane? That was it. She just like freaked out, and it turns out she wasn't first class. And who cares if she <coughs> was or wasn't? Anyway, I had excuse a couple, me. I had a couple you interacted of, with a plebeian flyer. Yeah, it was awful. Oh my! God. I'm just kidding. But my favorite thing is is getting up in the air. You get up to a thousand, ten thousand feet, or whatever. You grab twenty thousand feet, and I get a cocktail, and suddenly I feel so good, and I've mm-hmm. got that gin buzz going, and I feel really smart. I'm like, oh, I'm a, a rider in the sky. Yes, and not a rider, a writer. Yeah. And I start to write probably silly things in my journal, <laughs> and then the pen trails off, and I'm like, it one of them explodes because of the atmospheric pressure. And oh, and I forgot to tell you, we had to have an emergency landing. What on the way there? I'm sorry, I just turned into Little John for a second. What happened? I had an emergency landing. The windshield of our plane cracked. I'm we- sorry, that's my goddamn nightmare. Yeah, well, we had to emergency land. The pressure changed. The pilot assured us. Did the mask got, he, come down? He gets on our... No, but this is how we, we start to suddenly do a giant U-turn. <gasps> the pressure changes and he's like, oh, good, good afternoon, everybody. We were uh, about to land Milwaukee, but our windshield cracked, so we're heading back to Detroit to are land. You fucking serious? So it was all... It was fine. I At that point, I had three gin and sodas, so I felt a little okay with it. Again, this is where I relaxed i thought well that's good did i have so many questions we won't be able to hash no. it out all right now but i just have we're to all know, safe did you think for any moment in time that you were going to die no the pilot assured us that we weren't going to die do you think he would have told you if you were going to die You're yes. like, hey listen everyone, I just to them. let you know we're cruising at a calm cool ten thousand feet and declining we're all gonna die i would like to say if i'm gonna die but like i want everybody to take a deep, big deep breath yeah just so you know, let you know, this is the last five minutes on Earth. So I want you to think clearly, crisply, and <laughs> I want you to decide how you want to spend those last five minutes. Do you want to be anxious and freak out, or do you want to just relax and 
<laughs> start having sex with the person exactly next to you. and everyone Whether- else is like shut the fuck up and they just start <laughs> banging each other and like someone whips out a thing of heroin like out of their butt Anyway, uh, okay, so okay, let's get back to let's get back to our are we a are we a food and beverage podcast? Uh, well, we're also a disaster podcast well, and a Paul Red podcast. Turns out that food and beverage is tied to everything in our life because yeah. you have to eat. Okay, what would you eat if you were okay? Let me ask you this quickly before we get into our Thanksgiving episode. I need to know the answers. Yes. To this. Okay. Ready. You are about to die in a plane mm-hmm. crash. Uh, what would be your last thing you would eat? Um, I let's would say like people had all kinds of, let's say it was like a smorgasbord in first class. You could pretty much grab anything well, you want. Well, we're in first class on the way there. And I'm not, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that to, yes, I am. I'm trying to be pretentious. Yeah. Oh God. I'm such a freaking pretentious. Yeah. Britain's a millionaire. Yeah. I'm not. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a negative millionaire actually. I don't know the real truth. But the uh, she said to take those Biscoff cookies. Those are delicious. She said if you squeeze lime over them, you can make your homemade lim- key lime pie in the air. The flight attendant told us this. And all it my just tastes blown. It tasted like a cookie with lime juice on it. <laughs> and she goes, Oh my god, isn't that delicious? And I said, Well, get out some half and half. Like if we're gonna <laughs> let's do this right. <laughs> what in the hell? Those cookies are so that would be your last meal. Uh I just no, I would get a big pile of those the crackers. The oh. um the mixed the mixed there's like Doritos mixed with pretzels yes, and yes, potato of chips. Course. Yes, like an Utz party mix. Yeah. I would just like shove like an entire pack of cigarettes in my mouth. I mean there wasn't well, smoke, there's not much you can do. There's no cigarettes. Ones. Okay. Okay. Let's get let's into get it. Let's get to our topic. Thanksgiving. You're doing the high yeah, this I, week. And speaking of getting high, I have not been high in so long. And really? I've, yeah, I actually kind do of... Do you feel good? Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm the new poster child for the 2019 Canadian catalog about <laughs> marijuana. Well, I'm not yet, but I'm trying to get to yeah. be that person. Because, I'll throw your name in the ring. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I when I was in Madison, I stopped there on the way to chicago mm-hmm. uh and again i know we have to get this topic and we're talking about thanksgiving but this all People gets to- wanna he- this is what they they're coming no one so listen, gives a shit about thanksgiving i stay at this guy's house and he goes and i won't name any names obviously but we were going to the tornado club which i've mentioned before my favorite yes. restaurant and i wasn't really hungry and i was like i need something to uh i need a, like a what do they call it an aperitif yeah people are always like oh, have a glass of vermouth i'm like no if you want to get hungry you smoke a joint yeah. this is like the that's proper- the real aperitif so He's like, oh, I have some, uh, I have some pot in the back of my garage. Like my friend works for a grow house. I'm like, nice. oh, can I buy some from you? He's like, no, just take some for free. He's like, oh, I'm watching this kid, and like, my sister was a heroin addict, so like suddenly this kid shows up. He's like a twelve year old, and he's like, oh god, my kid. Like I'm the legal guardian. It was his nephew, and he's like, my legal guardian is taking my girlfriend's underwear and rubbing his wiener all over it. And what the hell like, is the story? He's like, do you think he's gay or do you think he's this is where it's going. Breton. So then I was like, okay. He's like, hold on. He goes, I just have to get the kid to go to the basement and play video Sorry, games. Because, wow. you know, you can't let kids know that you're smoking weed. Because mm-hmm. it's A, illegal, yeah, except it's... for the country of Canada, which I'm about to be a resident of next year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I smoke all this weed, and he pulls out the biggest bag of weed. A two-gallon Ziploc. Yeah. And I like get some pound. weed. That's like it a quarter It was very, pound. very fragrant. It was very fresh. It was wonderful. Um, he also makes pe- uh, buckyballs with Pot? Like Buckeye balls? Like Buckeye peanut ball. butter? Yeah, like the Ohio, like... Balls? Balls. <laughs> so we, I got some of those. What was... It? <laughs> See, classic. Oh, sorry. <sighs> that was... <laughs> what? Canada. Yeah, what? Poster child for weed? I never forget anything. <laughs> Wait, where's the story going? Yes. Friend. The whole point is that's the last time I smoked weed. Oh, yes. Okay, perfect. So that's that. Anyway, um, I feel great, actually. It doesn't... 
you know what? I don't care. Yeah. I th- That's the good news about... Smoke it or don't. Smoke it or don't. Or do or don't. Like, yeah. It, just don't do anything bad. Well, yeah. I mm. mean, as long as it's helping you get your appetite back to eat a bunch of steak, I say. Or a bunch of turkey and Thanksgiving sets. I can, can you think of anything better than seeing old family members around Thanksgiving and mom and dad go to bed? Or maybe just dad or neither. Or maybe just your brother and sister. Maybe you don't have any brother and sister. Maybe you're just by yourself <laughs> and you want to have left. But the whole point is leftovers. <laughs> and you smoke that joint and you come back and you're starving and you have ziploc bags and and, and, <laughs> and glad rifling through them and you're like oh like cranberry and everything <laughs> and you don't even have to smoke pot to do this also you can yeah. actually be sober that's yeah. the good news i've learned i'm i eat no matter what right and so thanksgiving it's Thanks. coming it's it's coming so guys this is our thanksgiving episode Breton's going to do his miraculous high story. And like, I think we should end it on a low because my low is actually funny this week. It's not depressing. Okay. So let's talk about, um, I'm going to play everybody a little song. Please. Um, uh, Bert, Bert, <laughs> can you hit the xylophone, please? <laughs> you like that rubato? Mr. Bird Backrack, everyone. Thank you very much. Re- uh, performing uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. I was going to c- crawl back into his crypt because I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> uh, and that song was composed by a fabulous woman named Sarah Joseph Hall. Josepha. Oh, Josepha. See. So I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the facts before we get into the story? Or should we just sure. go right into it? Well, I mean, there's, there, you know, I think we all kind of know the deal with the pilgrims, the Mayflower, yada, 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 the killing, the maiming, the disease. It's terrible. Oh, uh, the, go ahead. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. The Santa Maria. La Nina, la Pinta, la Santa Maria. <laughs> um, basically, just the outline for anyone who never went to school is uh, November 1621. <laughs> or those of you like me that went to a lot of school and yeah, just and simply... Just, yeah, picked your nose and made jokes yeah. straight but through I this part of history But I smoked all class. through school, and that's what made me the most successful student ever. Absolutely. Just well, kidding, it was Adderall. I remember the first time, like, we learned, when we learned about Thanksgiving, I went to a private school called Eastwoods, and mm-hmm. we had, like, a three-day cookout outside in the woods where we made all the traditional, like, Native American foods of the first Thanksgiving, and we, like, made hand-dipped candles and stuff. But um, anyway, so... <clears throat> November 1621, the Pilgrims, uh, first corn harvest proved successful. Uh, The governor at the time, William Bradford, wanted to do this feast, uh, invited the Native American allies, including uh, Wampanoag chief uh, uh, Massasset. Uh, and now this is remembered as the America's first thing. This sounds like a, that's like the future, a, lo- that's like the Long Island Railroad stop, like Manhasset. Yeah, like every like, town I'll, in Long Manhasset, Massapequa. Massasset, Massapequa, Massasset. So this is kind of what it, it seems to me as like a white person's history of how the first things, it was all very lovely. Oh, the Native Americans and the settlers just cozied up and they roasted a yes. turkey. I'm sure it didn't happen. Before the like Puritans that, and the Pilgrims <laughs> came yeah. and were like, God is your new savior. And they're like, sorry, we gave you all gonorrhea. Sarah, can you show us how to make that corn again? We <laughs> promise we will give it back can to I you. please get your recipe for yeah. pumpkin pie with that fabulous meringue? <laughs> like, Oh, I love the green beans you have. <laughs> I promise that I won't tell to anybody. <laughs> Except everybody will take you. Listen. So that's that's how it all started. So 1600. So, okay. So yeah. this story kind of ties in with that. Cool. So America at the time, which was a budding country and quite not even a country at these were colonies. Yeah. And I think we have a 
you know, I'm not a historian, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm I sorry. do play one Excuse on a <laughs> what? <laughs> but I do play one on this podcast. So yeah. just uh, stay tuned and listen to everything I say because that is ultimate truth. Uh, that's the new thing. So uh, there was obviously this feast that we were remembering, and the government was, you know, crucial in, in saying, "Oh, there's a Thursday." And uh, I had read that back in the day. You know, we're like, oh, thank God we're thinking the Native Americans, the Indians, as we call them. And Mm. that was actually not the case, that Mm. they were this. No, we're like, at this point, there was a feast and we took over and we won. Yeah. Uh, So uh, there was a woman um, who wrote that song and she was really trying very hard to make this a national holiday. What year was this around? So this was uh, apparently she had late 1700s okay. early 1800s cool so there was some discrepancy and i got some of my information from time magazine mm-hmm. from history.com cool uh and these were things i tried to go to the the brooklyn historical library but i could not find anything quite on the subject there's actually a book written about the history which i did not have time to, to read uh but this is not the point the point is there's this woman who was an editor and who i just mentioned uh sarah josepha hale and she just said, listen, there's not a lot of, of holidays in America. It was a new country. Uh, she was born in New Hampshire in 1788, and she was the lady editor, because if you were an editor, you were assumed a man, but you would be called a lady editor. Right. And she really was worked very, very hard for 30 to 40 years. What? Writing letters, trying to make thanksgiving as we know it a holiday oh my god thanksgiving was her she said thanksgiving thanksgiving she was thanksgiving obsessed she was the first and she said that uh she that as fourth of july we should have another holiday that's equally as important so at the time there was one holiday fourth of july yep and when you think about it the only real holidays that aren't religious that yeah aren't religious are the fourth of july and thanksgiving yeah can you think of another one uh, well, minor, like I, I could make some jokes about yeah, like, I don't know. Exactly. National so pizza day or whatever, but, uh, she also swore Memorial day, veterans day. She said that if you wanted to have a wrinkle free face, you should soak some butcher paper, AKA parchment paper, uh, in apple vinegar and apply to your forehead, mm-hmm. which lo and behold, isn't it funny that now we have apple cider vinegar and everybody's like, just put it on your face. Absolutely. I use Catalan and green clay as we've already decided. I didn't know you could put apple cider vinegar on your face. You can put it, on, <laughs> you can put it anywhere. You can put it on your butt. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Pardon me. I'm just going to press pause, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. And the I'm, How do you feel? Kind of burny, it's right? It's extremely painful. So uh, this woman, she's, she's called the godmother of Thanksgiving. And she finally convinced as... If you listen to our last episode, Abraham Lincoln finally acquiesced. Oh, my God. He's back. So, yep, he's back. And they were saying that this was maybe, again, I'm not a historian, but through different sources, I found different dates. But around 1817 was when they kind of made it official. Yeah. And the other weird thing about Thanksgiving, it it used to be the fourth Thursday in November. Mm -hmm. And they changed it in the 19, I guess, 30s or something. Again, don't quote me on this. Okay. Uh, Because there was different years. But they changed it to the third Thursday to promote the economy so that more people would shop for Christmas. (gasps) Wow. So So there's more shopping. Wow, that's crazy. So for those traditionalists out there, like you and I, we're going to wait till next Thursday. We're celebrating next week. It'll just be you and I. We should celebrate next week, though. Maybe like a a Friendsgiving as the kids are doing now. So I guess... I know it's a short story, but I, I, there is, you can find out more information about this woman mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's actually not that interesting, but she was really cool. She was a pioneer. She was an editor and she really was a proponent for making, allowing women to become more equal in the magazine That's awesome. and writing world and saying that, you know, Hey, listen, you don't have to be a man to do this. And so she was really the one who got Thanksgiving on the books as a national holiday, national holiday. People were celebrating it, but it and was, Abraham Lincoln was the one who set it into God bless us. A respectable Oh, him, that beard, Yes, huh? we love him. That beard and no mustache. You know what? That look never took off, really, for in a mainstream kind of way. I see it in Queens sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Amongst Queen. kind of civilians or like yeah, a, yeah. a religious sect or? I don't know, like a certain cultural the thing. The Amish like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beard and no mustache. Uh, to me, to be completely honest. You might as well do chops. It looks like when you see someone wearing a t-shirt with no pants, which is just like... <laughs> <laughs> the worst are recurring nightmares which is what i wear to bed every night because mm-hmm. i'm extremely single and i do not give a shit i don't like pants in bed and i like a shirt and you so like a shirt yeah i like a shirt no pants <clears throat> but i'm all alone here just me and the mouse that's, yeah, that's snuck right. into my apartment here at 227 <laughs> rotowald drive <laughs> apartment number four yep come see me come peep in my window creeps yeah um that's a good story that's really cool. I think about it's another story about perseverance. Yeah, absolutely. She wrote and wrote and wrote her senators, her whatever, whoever was in charge yeah. back then, and it took her her whole life. Uh, that's I feel like you know the thing that I feel like is very compelling about that is in our society today mm-hmm. we don't we have a little bit less patience and there's not so many people that you see who are like I'm going to make something my life's work like it's rarer and rarer to find you know what I mean yeah. whereas like back then people were like this is my purpose. My purpose is that I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. And now we're kind of a little bit like... She also happened to have written one of the most famous, probably the most famous children's song of our time. That is... Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. <clears throat> she re- and she wasn't really even a composer. She apparently... I'm worried that song is racist. I think it was just about... I don't think it is, but everything makes me worried. That's they old, said that, that it's racist. her brother or somebody just took a lamb to school because back then you could just take your pet to school. <laughs> So they wanted to have a little lamb. And think about it. If you were a nine-year-old, you would, I would definitely take a lamb anywhere. I had a little lamb. Our fleece right was white as snow. Yeah. I mean, that's it's true. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a baby lamb? A lamb's face is very white. Very white. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, mean it's it's better than any other animal that's less white, but it, yeah. it's it it is a white lamb face. <sighs> I'm getting sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about what you got. Okay, so today for my low story. I have decided to detail for all you gobblers and stuffing heads out there mm, the history them. of the disasters that have occurred over the over time in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. This is really what people want to hear. <laughs> now, listen, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is one of the worst things on television. That's just my opinion. It's so corny. Everything is lip synced, but yet I absolutely love it. And I watch it religiously even though I am an atheist, every single Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, what I love even more is the following dog show that's narr- uh, hosted by Peterman of Seinfeld fame. Oh, I don't really? remember what that actor's name is, but he's like, oh, now for the beagle. Oh, look at that spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> look at that curly tail. Anyway, so the Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade started in 1924, mm. and it was... Right in, the, right in the middle of Prohibition. Right in the middle. People are like, we can't drink, so we might as well march like, down oh the street. Oh my God, we have so much creative time. 
<laughs> Should we make some floaty floats or something? Well, the float, I'm going to get into telling you oh, about okay, the floats, sorry. but they were absolutely terrifying. Um, so it started in Newark, New Jersey by Lewis Bamberger at the Bamberger store, but then they transferred it to Macy's Bambergas. in 1924. Oh, okay. And so... Um, there were float, there were floats, but there were no balloons at first. They just took like all, they borrowed all the animals from the zoo and marched them down the street, which <laughs> I couldn't find anything about, but I can just imagine the horrible things that must have happened with like wild lions just walking down, you know, before Fifth they had, Avenue. yeah, before they had fences and, yeah. and health and safety regulations. Somebody must've gotten eaten at least one person, but there's nothing to really detail that. Um, so at the end of the first parade, uh, and as has happened in every subsequent parade since, Santa Claus is welcomed, and that's happened every year since that first took place, and he was crowned, quote, the, it's hard for me to even say, the king of the kitties. The king of the kitties? Yeah, but not kitty cats, like kitties, like kiddos. Oh, kids. Uh, I mean, oh, kids. I know, but it's just like... It's, why do we need to rename him? He's already Santa Claus and we have to give him an, another title. The oh. King of the Kids. So <clears throat> 250,000 people came that year and they were so excited with the turnout that they made it an annual event. Um, the parade over the next decade, there's like uh, over a million people lining the parade path. And now today, an average of 44 million Thanks people. to the power of television scrambling media. Yeah. And- they just, every, everybody tunes in. So anyway, in the very beginning, the balloons were super weird. They weren't like, you know, the t- balloons of today with everybody's favorite, you know, Power Ranger or whatever. I, that's really dating me. I'm sure nobody watches Power <laughs> Rangers anymore. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, a God. Smurf. Oh, a Snork. Here comes everybody's favorite Snork. Yeah. Um. No, so in the beginning, they were like weird, dismembered. like cre- They kind of look like Tim Burton characters from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, really? And then the worst part of this whole creeptastic event is that they would let the balloons just like go at the end of when it was over. Of and course. the first year, they all just like exploded in like really loud, horrifying explosion. And then after a Why while, did, were they f- oh, because they, they were didn't filled. have the whole thing done, right? So when they get into the atmosphere, they're just like, boom, 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 and everything explodes. Then they kind of got it right. And so the balloons would float in the sky, hovering above New York City for like a week. And then they'd kind of come down and they'd attach a coupon to it and be like, if you find this and return it to Macy's, you get something free from Macy's for being a good person. Because also, who needs a giant float balloon in their that house? Absolutely. It was very, very strange. Um, so uh, the, Very smart. Yeah. like the, Yeah. But isn't it just weird to think how times were so different? Like, can you imagine if that happened today? We're just, you know, hey, uh, Breton, yeah, look. Like, hey, I found the float. It yeah. floated into my. Here's a big Bart Simpson. Should we return it to Macy's and get well, a free pair of socks? I don't socks? know. I get a free KitchenAid if I return it. Like, so let's go. <laughs> I would absolutely do it. Oh, man. So anyway, the first uh, disaster that happened in the parade was Felix the Cat. In 1927, got tangled in telephone wires and uh, caused him to ignite in flames. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Like I a guess flaming, electrocuted a kitty. Flame. <laughs> People are like, whoa. And of course, that's Felix because he, oh, he always had problems. Right. So the kind of thing that I think is craziest about this is that up until the 2000s, like, and I don't even know that they've gotten it correct today, no one has been able to quite understand how to not have disasters happen in the parade with the balloons. So these are just a couple of the worst ones. 
1957, they had a Popeye balloon and his head was soft and it was raining. So his hat got oh full of frozen God, water. Right. And as he sh- like moved, Schlepped up. people were getting doused in like freezing cold water. So that wasn't that bad, but it's kind of just, you know, awful if you're there to watch an ice parade. But also I think if you're there in the freezing rain anyway, and then freezing rains on you, I mean, that's on, that's your fault. I've spent a couple Thanksgiving parades where I've watched. Yeah, me too. Once while I was in the VIP tent. Oh, excuse me. Front. I'm sorry. Did you <laughs> meet so... Matt Lauer? No, it was when we were there. Uh, somehow we were connected. Neil Patrick Harris got us some tickets. Uh-huh. We were there. We were watching. I was sitting next to that redheaded actor. And like the guy that it was. The problem child? Yeah, yeah. Him. (laughs) You know. You know, that one. The guy in that one. You know, the guy in the show that does the thing. Oh, him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. I have a funny sidebar. Tyler Jesse Ferguson. So we were next to him. Oh, Tyler. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm like the the worst. Ferguson, Jesse Tyler. Craig Craig Ferguson. Turns out we're, this is an unedited, <laughs> an unedited episode, and we really see how how unknowledgeable Brett Scott really is. I have a funny sidebar about Matt Lauer. Should I tell my Matt Lauer story really quickly? Go for it. So I guess it must have been about four years ago, and I'm driving down the street, down Court Street, going to Brucey, and I see this is another story. I see a friend, and it, this friend's name was Matt, and I see him in the street, and I park kind of to say hello, and then the light changes, and I go. Bye, Matt. And I yell it out the window because he's standing on the corner and I yell it so loud. At that very moment, America's sweetheart. America's new sweetheart. America's ex-sweetheart, Matt Lauer, walks in front of my car and stares at me and thinks I'm talking to him and then disappears into the abyss. Classic. What are the odds? Well, Matt Lauer. New York City odds can be very high sometimes. If you're listening, please don't contact me. You're a creep. Um... Okay, Kermit the Frog, 1985. Uh, he gets snagged on an unidentified object, causing him to deflate, and they just drag him down. This like poor deflated frog gets basically dragged to the finish line. Um, Raggedy Ann in 1986. Uh, a post came crashing down to the crowd because she knocked into it and barely spared all the people's lives underneath her. And then in the same year, Superman's arm was ripped off by a tree. Classic. Yep. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, 1993. Here we go. Here we go. Crashed into a lamppost in Columbus Circle and broken off. uh, The piece that broke off of the lamppost broken off duty police officer's shoulder. Ouch. That can actually take years to heal. Now, then we come to the year 1997. Oh, my God. The last, the last of the great years of... 1997 was a very bad year. It was a very Very bad bad year for big balloons and Thanksgiving (laughs) parades. So, 1997 was extremely windy. uh, And they now have a rule that if the winds are above 34 miles per hour, I don't know why not 35, (laughs) but like this arbitrary number of 34, that they can't fly balloons. Because 1997 was a near disaster for the entire city of Manhattan, uh, of New York, and it was extremely, extremely scarring to everybody who was watching, especially all the millions of children who were in the audience. So the first thing that happens is that the Cat in the Hat, uh, which was one of the biggest balloons, hit a lamppost and then (sighs) was stabbed to death (laughs) by police officers. Wait. The police officers stabbed him to death because he was going out of control. And he hit a lamppost, and the lamppost fell down and gave a woman a concussion. 
Uh, it hit two people. It gave her a concussion. She ended up suing the city for $375 million and settled for an undisclosed amount. But she was in a coma for a month. Oh, okay, Because of the cat in the hat. And then, oddly enough, a Yankees pitcher named Corey Little, years later, crashed a single, air, a single engine airplane into her apartment. The same woman. Did she die? She, no, she was fine. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. But so they stabbed they stabbed the cat in the hat to death. Then Wait, all... did she, she be the one that lived in Manhattan that he ran into her apartment with his plane? Oh my! Yeah, that God. was the same woman. Isn't that this is weird? Because I was insane? I remember I was uptown when that happened. Yeah, I remember it too. And we're like, oh no, another September yeah, 11th. But about... it was actually just a crazy person driving through the city. Person. And that was the year that they decided no more planes can fly through. Was it? Was he? Did he die? I don't remember. I don't know what happened with that. I should have read uh, researched it's okay. more. Let's just let him live in our so history like that. So the cat in the hat is murdered. And then I watched these videos. So then the people who have the Barney balloon. First of all, these are just regular folks. They're not bodybuilders. They're not trained to do this. They're people that like work at Macy's. And so it's getting really windy. And these people are like piling on top of each other. Barney starts going out of control. And you can watch the video and it's like, whoa. And everyone in the crowd's like, ah, whoa. <laughs> And they're like running and Barney's like flopping from side to side and it's getting crazy. All of a sudden you see Barney's stomach tear open and then oh, he no. is also stabbed to death. And outside comes stabbed to purple death. blood. I mean, there are cops jumping up on top of Barney just stabbing him to death. No one. Yeah. Oh my God. This is the millennial generation. We figured out what happened yeah. to everybody. They were fine until this happened. They would have been upstanding citizens. We could have had another Kurt Cobain. Kids. You were- <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Great guy. <laughs> no, but I mean. Thank you, Courtney. You know, we could have had another. Uh, I don't know. Well, it just goes Jerky to show. Boys. It just goes to show with technology that nothing happened, nothing changes. Yeah. So after that, there's been a couple other like small incidences, mostly just lip syncing fiascos of people like, not being, you know, on top. I of thought it was shiz. a tragedy when I burned my, when I burned my tongue in hot apple cider. No, nothing compared well, to seeing your childhood sweetheart burned, uh, stabbed to death. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. So nothing like really crazy has happened since then, but the balloons haven't necessarily improved that much. I don't, I think it, that they just got lucky that it hasn't been windy. Well, folks, stay tuned because this holiday parade is coming up very soon. Probably you're listening to it right now. I know. I'm getting like this very chilling feeling that like something, God forbid, awful well, is going to happen. And then we're going to have this like ridiculous podcast that's going to like live in infamy where we made fun of a disaster at the parade. Like, oh gosh, and everything will be banned and sued by many people. Oh my God. Well, it just goes to show. You know what funny? I thought about? Because whenever I go to the Thanksgiving parade, there's so many people. So many people. And I thought, don't they have things to make don't they i know exactly how could uh, i don't know i'm not a i don't like big crowds to be honest with you i try to avoid a crowd i went to the parade twice and that was enough one time you sat next to the problem child yeah one no one time i had a really nice like i was in a vip tent yeah if it got cold they gave us like they had like heat packs for your hands and this you know that was super glamorous the other time you stabbed barney to death yeah well (laughs) let's just say my I was one of the people. You're like, I know this story. I was the person that knocked hey, over the lamppost. You pull over like a piece of like purple plastic from like your wallet. Heard, it's like all faded. Oh, you mean this Barney? Oh, well, it's <laughs> anyway, just. That's my story. It's, I, I was actually hoping that there would have been a couple more like really crazy things, but I think it's pretty funny. Well, you know, Thanksgiving is uh, in all, uh, all these fun stories aside, 
it is a really interesting time because it the one favorite thing about Thanksgiving for me mm-hmm. <laughs> for me yes so it's all about me no is that <laughs> I think it's a really cool holiday because oh kind ah. of like first of all kind of like Fourth of July it's a national holiday mm-hmm. and that means everyone can participate no matter right it's not religious yeah no great. it's not religious and it doesn't matter what color or race or religion or whatever you mm-hmm. are everybody can celebrate in their very own unique way. And I also love it because it happens to be about food. And yes. of course, we're chefs and cooks and we love to talk about food. And yeah. I, so I think it's really exciting. And I love how everybody this time of year starts, you know, they're starting to talk about it. And, yeah. oh, I'm cooking dinner for 40. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of funny because it, it might be that one time of the year that you cook. Yeah. I'll never forget my uncle, my kind of like uncle-in-law. I don't know if that's a word, but. I think it's pretty uh, funky unky. You know, everybody has an aunt or uncle or a some grandma or somebody that has brings the side dish to mm. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the hot dish, hot that's, dish. that's just horrible. Slop. And we slop and you have to eat it. And I remember he used to make sausage stuffing, mm-hmm. which I think was neither stuffing nor sausage. <laughs> what was it then? Mm-hmm. Please it describe it. It was like, if I had to describe it, it would kind of be like hand pureed cat food <gasps> with some like, <laughs> what? Maybe with some like corn, corn, meal. maybe like, uh, like soaked corn bran cereal in it or Get something. Get the hell out of here. I don't know what it was, but I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked it. I kind of <laughs> liked it in a weird way. I like weird stuff. I think he actually... So do you have the recipe I for us or what? I think he put brown schwager in it. What the hell is brown that? Brown is like that Oh, you told liver, me about this. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. liver, like the liver pure. It's kind of like pate. I'd fucks with that. So, uh, and so I think everybody has that weird thing and you just kind of like have fun with it. Everybody mm-hmm. makes a funny thing. What's your... Is that the funniest thing that you've ever eaten on Thanksgiving? Uh, I definitely have had a turducken in in Madison, Wisconsin, mm. probably like during a vegan phase or something. I'm sorry, you were vegan, so you ate a t- three birds at once. You oh, mean no, a tofurkey? A tofurkey. <laughs> turducken. <laughs> You're like I was vegan, so I was really trying to challenge my. Uh, so I had a turducken. Lower intestine. Yeah, I had a turducken. No, no, I'm sorry, a tofurkey. <laughs> have you ever had a turducken? No, I never did. Oh, I did have a turducken one year. Really? Uh, my friend used to have his uh, sister-in-law used to make a turducken. You know what? I think it's the greatest name of anything ever. And if it's I really ever have children, I'm going to name them turducken. Yes. All of them. Yes. <laughs> turducken number one, turducken two, turducken three. <laughs> well, okay. So let's get down to brass tacks here. Okay. Should we let's do our talk top three? Ab- let's talk about Thanksgiving and cooking. So... Zara had a really, really great... If you haven't listened to the little mini episode that Zara made while I was gone, it's really good. She answers questions about, you know, what things to make, alternatives. You know, she kind of covers the gamut of of what things you can, I don't know, substitute, not substitute, you know, like apply to vegans, not vegans. And I think that's a big thing. Like, you know, was it something like 45 million turkeys are being eaten? Something like crazy like that. Right, the second. 45 million turkeys are eaten every second in the United States. And it's a fact. We, you don't have to make turkeys. You don't have to make a whole bird. Zara talks about like making a roulade. I never make a whole bird. Uh, I love it, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's better me. to, you know, I told my sister, she lives in Amsterdam, so she's out of the country and she still has Thanksgiving with some expats. And she said, we're getting two birds. And I said, I hope one of those you're breaking down and cooking properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, no, we want to, she's like, oh, I want to have the kids see a whole bird. It's lovely. It is lovely. I have cooked a couple whole birds myself that have turned out perfectly yeah i like to do a now here's the thing if you haven't heard google dry brine versus wet brine yeah brine we talked about this before a brine is something that you soak in kind of like a salt sugar spice 
water solution, but you mm-hmm. can also dry brine. And I've done that where you just cover the bird in salt. I think a dry brine is great. I think it's better. You know why I like a dry a brine, to be honest with you? And I am a I I wet brine a lot of things. The only thing that concerns me about a wet brine, and I'm not, I'm no Alton Brown, but is like how much water is getting into this? How much it, water is getting into the I'll tell you, bird? I'll and then tell the skin you, doesn't get crispy enough. I'll tell you, you something really about a wet it. brine. When you have a wet brine with poultry... It changes the texture of the meat and it becomes less flavorful. Mm. So the, again, you said it absorbs like when you're brining something that you're the salt, you know, I do like a brine chicken though. I gotta be honest. I know it's, it's a tough call, but anyway, Google it. I prefer salt brine. You just yeah. like pack it, but you have to plan this couple few days in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Like a salt, br- a wet brine. You can do it the day of or like, yeah, the day two before. hours. Yeah. If you're not doing the whole turkey. Whole turkey uh, is good and I want to tell everybody something, and this is something that Zara is very good at, oh. is about planning a dinner, right? Thank you, Brenton. And everybody freaks out and thinks they're like, ah, <laughs> do your and turkey. I know everybody, do your turkey. <laughs> but people want to get drunk on Wednesday night. I get it. But mm-hmm. you must allow yourself. Don't do your shopping on Wednesday. Just. No. If, of course not. If you need more brown sugar, of course, go for it. Yeah. But you need to plan ahead and you need to talk about oven space. You need to think of what can stay out long. Totally. Uh, you can par cook some things in the morning, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And okay. So Zara, tell us, tell us what you would do. Like if you, you know, you have one oven. Okay. Yeah. If you have one oven and let's say you have, I don't know, eight sides and a turkey, um, I'd get really comfortable with using the, your stovetop, find things that go on the stovetop, right? Mashed potatoes go on the stovetop. Any other smushes can go on the stovetop. Things like stuffing. Think about it. You can cook that, right? Mm-hmm. You get it nice and warm. Leave it on the counter for maybe an hour, two hours, and then it's covered. It's still warm. So then all you have to do to get it back to being perfectly hot is like stick it in at the last minute. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Um, but totally. things that you want to be, let's say you have a cauliflower dish and you want that to be perfectly roasty. Uh, things that you want to come out and serve right away because you don't want to double cook them. Like stuffing can cook and cook. I mean, yeah, you can make that. You want to cook it too long. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to like dry it out, but it's more forgiving than something like a beautiful roasted cauliflower where you really want to put that in the oven, pull it out when it's done, serve it. And that doesn't have to be blazing hot. Vegetable sides aren't expected to be blazing hot. Um, so cook those last and then leave those to set out for maybe 10, 15 minutes while you throw your things like your stuffing and the stuff you cook first mm-hmm. back in the oven. It's all about rotation. And then rotation, then it's all about, like I said last week, really what it's all about is just giving in and understanding that it's okay. If it, it doesn't okay. all work out, it's okay. And just like the flight, if you miss it, it's okay. Just make sure everything is cooked. That's the most important thing, right? Make sure everything is cooked. You know what uh, we were talking? If it's one, not hot, that's fine. The one thing that I love is like creating different like heat sources, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, we've cooked stuff. You know, if anybody doesn't know what a hotel pan is, a hotel pan is kind of like a really big metal lasagna pan with yeah. higher sides. Yeah, you use but it you in can restaurants. You kind of make stuff up like that. You could put a sheet pan, right? A regular mm-hmm. old sheet pan, and you could put some water in it, and you could build. You could make. You could make like a dam on the outside with some tin foil. Exactly. Tin foil is going to be. A, Tinfoil is your friend. You know what? Big cooking Everybody right now, if you're listening to this, go and get yourself a couple boxes of tinfoil mm-hmm. or containers. What is that? A, a roll? 
rolls, roll of, yeah, rolls like, box, a box roll. Box of roll. But you know, you can also do things like if you had to you put make a tinfoil basket full of vegetables. Oh no, I don't have enough pans. I ran out of pans. Make a very durable tinfoil right. basket. Just and, like if you're grilling outside. Right, exactly. Use your grill. That's another thing you can do. If those use yeah. your grill to warm things. For those of you that don't live on the Upper West Side in New York and you right. can't afford a grill. Uh, or have a brown center. But you can use that stovetop. You can make, you know, look at, they call it a steam table. Right. And you can make these things and keep them warm. Totally. And another tip that I would like to give people while we're on the topic. Is of, it big or small? It's it's just the tip. Okay. Um, Is that, <laughs> sorry. say you have something, I'm going to go back to cauliflower, right? And you just don't have time to warm this back up. You've roasted it. It's been sitting out. You don't want to serve it, you know, cold as like what's supposed to be a hot dish. Go ahead and throw big handfuls of herbs into it glug some vinegar and oil mm-hmm. on it and it's a cauliflower salad there you all go all of a sudden right that's right and then you don't have to worry about it and then no one will be like oh the cauliflower is cold it's supposed to be cold bit aunt ida you bitch that's right so go ahead feel free to email us any questions we will be uh standing by our iphones totally. uh, on wednesday and thursday uh answering any questions you have about last minute dishes yeah now Chef recommends. What do you recommend, Zara? Um, I recommend having a fun cocktail hour where everybody kind of picks at things, putting some stuff out in the kitchen so that people who are like hanging around in the kitchen helping you prepare your Thanksgiving meal can kind of nibble and nosh too. And it doesn't have to be two separate areas. You know, you're either helping or you're watching, you know, I don't know, people in your family watch football or whatever. Uh, but just make different areas so people who aren't natural helpers don't all crowd the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But that people who want to hang out in the kitchen can also have fun. And there party. you go. What about you? What's your recommended? Uh, Chef recommends uh, uh, marijuana edibles uh, oh. with the family. Really tones down that tension. Slipping them edibles like a sneaky yeah. way or well, asking? I don't like to give things to people that don't want Yeah, them. you don't want to drug people. I'm That's not terrifying. A, I'm no... Uh, what do they call that? I'm not a roofie giver. Yeah. You know, but I do like to offer them to family members. Yeah, absolutely. They're becoming more socially acceptable. And sure. it really tones down the tension that just happens when you have people over. It's stressful. Listen, yeah. we've both worked in restaurants as cooks. There's just tension when you're in the kitchen. Zara, totally. Zara, I don't know Zara has a book about, about it coming out in 2021. I'm sorry for what I said when I was cooking. And there is a lot of that. And I think that's the thing. That if you can get rid of that, I get really stressed out too when I'm in the kitchen. It's small, you're right. stressed out. You want ev- the underlying issue is that you actually want everybody to have a good time, and there's right. love behind it totally. usually. <laughs> yes, and really, you're like, wait, I just want to impress people. I want people to have a good time, and then sometimes that gets convoluted. Yeah, we become stressed. People get mad. They're like, oh, nah, 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 nah. and like, ah, they just watch the football game. I'm like, oh, I don't like this stuffing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So go ahead, smoke some weed, have a glass of wine. Don't forget to enjoy the process of it, and that it is. That is the process. Absolutely. It's supposed to be fun. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I've made too wet of a stuffing or the potatoes got over whipped or... It's never worth it. My mom and I will always fight about the dumbest thing about, oh, I really think these should be cut this way or that should be cut that way. You know what I realized this year? I don't give a shit. Okay. What way anything is you cut. Say yes, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not worth the like whatever notion you had in your head of how something was supposed to go will never be worth when you know you look back at your legacy of your life or your parents' lives, it will never be worth it that you cared so much about you know, which way something was cut or how much butter you just... It doesn't matter. It's so you know what the insignificant. Re- is when I was researching about the beginning, you know, and I have not really known actually the history of Thanksgiving, shame on me, but is that it really, really was about supposed to be not just Thanksgiving, not thinking yeah. the Native Americans. If Who knows how the original story went, uh, but it was about thinking and 
being thankful and showing gratitude toward the food that we had because yeah. people didn't always have that. They also, oh, I found out that a lot of people used to fast on Wednesday. That oh, was a that's tradition. a great idea. Uh, we of should course. be fasting all week. I don't think they did it on purpose. I think they actually didn't have any other food. Right. <laughs> so they're like, no, we this used is... all our food for tomorrow. But yeah, so just remember, I think if we can all remember, you know, then there's always that moment. People say a prayer or, th- you know, you have to say your Thanksgiving speech yeah. or, you know what, maybe by yourself listening to this podcast and want nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's still a time to uh, remember what this country was founded on. Yeah. Which has unfortunately and, <laughs> slipped very, very far. Yeah, and how we can get it back. Yeah. By it, being thankful. It's hard. I, you know, I think that I just kind of speaking to the whole, you know, mantra of our podcast about highs and lows. It's funny because the holidays in general and Thanksgiving definitely is one of those times that's supposed to be really happy. And I think most of us hopefully have some good memories of Thanksgiving at some point in our lives. And But also, like, it can be deeply painful for yeah. a variety of the reasons. The holidays family brings up family issues. Yeah. I'm just realizing it for the first time this year because I lost my dad in February and, you know, Thanksgiving actually wasn't a holiday that I celebrated with my dad a lot. I was, my parents were divorced, so I was usually with my mom. Um, But just the, you know, every little thing when you have a loss in your life and a death or someone important to you, like these kind of things actually really feel very heavy and it's the weird feeling of I'm supposed to be happy and I really am happy, but I'm also feeling really like raw and you know, I hope the turkey's not raw and, you know, I hope no one talks about politics and, oh, you know, this is the first year that I haven't been with my, you know, ex or whatever. My kids are with the, uh, not my kids, of course, yes. but I'm just, now I'm being and Joe Everyman, but, um, you know, whatever. My kids are with their mom this year because we got divorced. It's hard, you know, and if it mm-hmm. isn't hard and it's a good year where you aren't having any painful things, then be Great. thankful yeah, for that be thankful because for that. Yeah. it changes quick. But okay, so let's finish this with our top three. Th- our top three. Okay, which and are we doing top three sides? I think so. Yeah, because you know what, I've, I've seen a lot of videos going on up on the YouTube's. Yeah, a lot of people talking about sides, right? Because we all like okay, that's turkey. the whole thing. So Zara, what are your favorite? Give, give me your top three uh, sides. Okay, I will. My top three sides. I guess my number three is kind of kind of an obscure one that we only had at like my house and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure other people Clans had it, but casino, it's, I knew it. Yes. <laughs> it is a uh, chicken uh, paprikash. No. Um so my, <laughs> That was a good one. Thank you. So my favorite was my mom always used to make this corn pudding. It was like a corn souffle with cheddar and like Cla- it was delicious. Oh, that is good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, she's not making it this year. God, and I, she hasn't made it in a couple but Bobby if you're listening which I know Bring you are back. you're a very loyal listener. Bring it back. I love the corn souffle. Uh, number two, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you is mashed potatoes. I mean, I like sour cream mashed potatoes this year. I'm doing an Alfredo mashed potatoes because we're doing a Italian American Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's gonna be like cream and nutmeg and pecorino cheese, but you know, lots of butter. Delicious. And my number one, of course, is stuffing. I mean, yeah. I I do know a few people out there, I won't name names, <clears throat> Rob, my stepdad, who don't like stuffing. And to those people, I say, what the hell? Stuffing. Okay. Let me tell you about my top three. Please. Uh, my number three would probably be, yeah, mashed potatoes. Delicious. And I'll tell you really quickly. I like to do my mashed potatoes really simply. I like to run them through the ricer. Yes, that's the best. I don't like to bring out a machine or whip them or mash them with a hand. I like to pass them through, as they call it, a ricer. Perfect. This is a good time, though, actually, to give one very 
good tip about mashed potatoes. Don't whip them because they become gluey. Yep. You cannot whip a mashed potato like that because it becomes pure glue. I've had that experience in the past. You're actually like bringing out the glutinous strands of the potato and turning them into a glue. Into a potato glue. Into a real glue. Yeah. So don't whip them. Just uh, go ahead. Rice Google or you're absolutely right. rice mashed potatoes, and there's mm-hmm. plenty of videos on YouTube about it. And then uh, number two would be, you know what? I'm all about the cranberry. Ooh. So I'm from I'm from Wisconsin. Are you? Uh, they produce the most cranberries in the United States uh, by you know taking down all the wonderful marshland that the Native Americans have preserved mm. and destroying them wonderful. and making them for ocean spray. Uh, but to our avail. Oh, keep going. I have something I'm going to get you to try. Keep going. They are delicious, and cranberries are wonderful because I think so much of Thanksgiving food relies around that sweet, salty combination. And then finally, of course, number one is, again, I'm going to repeat it with stuffing. Yes, because stuffing. I like to stuff my bird, but I love to put the giblets in it. Oh, yeah, of course. Or giblets, depending where you're from. The turkey liver and then lately I've been put, thinking about putting some clams or oysters in it because, you know, there's oh, a, yeah. like an oyster stuffing. Even clam stock would be delicious. And I'll tell you one of my favorite ice. I always make my own stuff. Try this. This is what I was. I got this out because you said cranberries. I'm going to put this in my cranberry sauce this year. Are they dried? dried clementine. Oh, dried clementines. Yeah, I've heard about Really these. good addition to put into a cranberry sauce. Anyway, go ahead. But And then my number one, the stuffing. I always make mine with, remember I told you I make my own focaccia, but you can mm-hmm. buy focaccia. Oh, really? And I love it because it's really oily, mm-hmm. and it makes the stuffing very, very delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. But I, mean, I love stuffing. Just like Isn't any kind of bread. delicious, that dried mm. clementine? I put dried in, clementine. We're going to end it with that. I put it in stuffed cabbage that I made the other day for a friend. Um, I put them in the sauce, but these are a really good addition. They have them in Trader Joe's. They're great. Well, listen, Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really, I enjoyed it. Send us any uh, questions you have again, in all seriousness, life's a banquet show at gmail.com. And please listen (laughs) to the podcast. Now, please rate review and subscribe. Um, again, I know this is kind of like, Mm -hmm. rate review, subscribe. Why would I do that? I don't care because that is how. We climb up the iTunes charts, and if we climb up the iTunes charts, then more people become aware of the show, and more people become aware of the show, the more that Breton can continue to fly first class. Mm-hmm. And really, it's all about that. Exactly. We so if you want better Bre- content, <laughs> if you want Breton to stay draped in ice cream sundaes and uh, warm blankets and hot cookies and gin martinis, please. If you truly care, thank you for listening. Thanks, Check guys. Us out on Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. Do we have a Facebook? Yeah, but nobody people don't use Facebook anymore. I have never we been don't on trust fa- it. I've never been on Facebook. I was upset when MySpace ended, and so I took a firm stance against it. I'm an old-fashioned emailer. We should actually have a real address if you want to send us your love letters. Oh, we should get a mm-hmm. PO box. Mm-hmm. We're getting one soon. They're very expensive. Are they? I don't know. They're disappearing. Okay. But thank you for listening. And again, Thanks. have a happy holiday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. From Zara and Breton here at Life's Banquet Studio live in Brooklyn. We're Bye. wishing the best and most thanks most thankful thanksgiving you've ever had in your life bye guys hasta la stuffing hasta that oh my god this wasn't recording just kidding bye, bye. <laughs>